Hello and welcome everybody to the Verdant Growth Daily where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo. My goal is to help put you in the right mindset to live more in line with your own values and to change your life to make it more fulfilling, sustainable, and balanced with nature. All in just 10 unedited minutes a day. My name's Eugene and this is episode 28. Recently, we've been talking about the Green New Deal, what it is, what are the goals, and how can everyone benefit from it. In video form, I've decided to split this up into four parts. In blog form, you guys can find a link in the description below, but my dad did a great full summary of the Green New Deal in plain English. It's a quick and easy to read uh, blog post, so be sure to check that out. I've decided to kind of break it down into smaller pieces in video form so that it's just a little bit more easily digestible. So two episodes ago, we talked about the Green New Deal. We covered what is the Green New Deal. It is a package of legislation to address climate change and the associated effects. There aren't any actual laws in it. It's more just like a roadmap and an overall strategy with guidelines for tackling climate change. We also talked about how the IPCC found that climate change is human-caused and that it'll lead to more stronger and frequent extreme weather events like hurricanes, flooding, wildfires, mass migration, trillions of dollars of damage every year, and the loss of countries and coastal cities. It's a big deal. And yesterday on The Daily, we talked about the social effects of climate change. In short, the wealth gap is increasing between the rich and the poor, white and minority communities, men and women. We're seeing decreasing life expectancy with less access to clean air and water and uh, healthy food. We're also seeing a wealth of other problems that affect poor and minority communities worse than rich and white communities. Also, we talked about that the fact that if climate change is not stopped, it acts as a threat multiplier, meaning that as other countries face devastating effects that come from climate change, it could potentially destabilize entire countries, leading to mass migrations, possibly to war and more terrorism. So it's something that is very much not just a problem of having some bad weather. Climate change actually leads to problems that can destabilize entire societies. Today, I want to talk about what the actual goals are of the Green New Deal. What are they trying to achieve? And what can we do to achieve those goals? So let's jump into that right now by first starting with the goals of the Green New Deal. The first one is the easy uh, one that everybody talks about and that everybody knows about, that is to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions. When we talk about this, we mean that we just want to get as close as we can to net zero greenhouse gas emissions. We don't want to be adding to the uh, carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gas emissions that are in the air. The idea is that eventually for all of the greenhouse gas that we are emitting, that we are eventually recapturing that, whether that be through technology or through kind of old tech, things like trees and other natural sinks, whether we're fully taking advantage of those natural sinks so that our net 
emissions are zero. We'll never actually get to actual zero emissions. Next, the next goal is to create millions of good, high-wage jobs and to ensure prosperity and economic security for all people in the United States, not just the super wealthy. Next, the goal is to invest in the infrastructure and the industry with a focus on sustainability in America, making sure that all of our industries and making sure that our infrastructure is all contributing to our society in ways that we can continue to do forever. Things that if we just continue to do it forever, we are not actually going to cause too bad of detriments to the environment. The next is to secure for all people in America the basics, clean air and water, climate and community resiliency, healthy food, access to nature, and a sustainable environment for everybody. This is basic and non-negotiable. This is something that we should be doing anyway, just for basic human rights. Lastly, it, it, the last goal is to promote justice and equity by stopping current, preventing future, and repairing historic oppression of indigenous people, communities of color, migrant communities, deindustrialized communities, the poor, low-income workers, women, all of these people that have suffered great injustices up until now. We can use all of the positive things that we can do to fight climate change in a way that we can help all of those communities by providing them with more support, jobs, etc., etc. So those are kind of the general goals of the Green New Deal. And that doesn't get into the, any of the actual specifics. How do we actually go about doing those things? What is it that we can actually do to support those people? How can we actually get to net zero greenhouse gas emissions? What kinds of good high-wage jobs are we creating? How do we invest in infrastructure and what kind of infrastructure do we invest in? And so that is the part that we go into next in the Green Deal. What can we do to achieve these goals? And again, this is a very, very long, comprehensive list. If you're reading it, sure, you can read it in a good five minutes. But covering it in a video is a little bit lengthy, so I'm not actually going to cover every tiny detail of it. For that, I highly recommend that you guys go and read the blog post linked in the description below. I'm going to be kind of talking a little bit about some of the big things that the Green New Deal proposes. So let's get into it now. What are the action items of the Green New Deal? So the Green New Deal suggests that we take on a 10-year national mobilization that will require a lot of cooperative effort from all forms of government, industries, and individuals as well. They suggest that we start investing in and developing, develop funding for building resiliency against climate change. This is absolutely necessary because of all the increases in extreme weather events. That means that we're going to need to repair and upgrade a lot of infrastructure in the United States just to be sure that communities are protected from all the negative effects of climate change. We want to be sure that we guarantee universal access to clean water to absolutely everybody. In America, nobody should have to live without clean water. That is just non-negotiable, and it is something that we should definitely be aiming for. We should also be ensuring that any infrastructure bill that we have 
should take climate change into account because climate change is going to affect everybody, no matter where you live and how much money you have, you will be affected by climate change. So any new infrastructure that we develop should be developed with climate change in mind. Next, we want to meet 100% of power demand in the United States with clean, renewable energy. That means no more fossil fuels because fossil fuels aren't sustainable. Eventually, we will run out of fossil fuels. That means that we're going to have to upgrade all of our energy infrastructure, all of our energy-efficient distributed uh, power grids are all going to be made smart, which means that they are all going to be able to adapt to the different kinds of energy that are all going to be added, because we're not just getting our energy from fossil fuels anymore. We're going to be getting them from solar power and wind power and hydropower, which means that all of those sources are not going to be providing as reliable of power as before. So we're going to be really needing to keep track of who's producing power, how much power, and when, so that we can try to compensate as best as we can. We can only do that if we have a smart power grid. The next thing we need to do is to upgrade all existing buildings in the United States to buildings that can achieve maximum energy efficiency so that we're not losing energy to the outsides. We're not using our air conditioners and heaters more than we need to. We want to be sure that everything is operating in a way that it is providing everybody with clean water and clean air at all times. Um, particularly through electrification, making sure that we're not running our things off of natural gas or anything like that that contributes to climate change. The Green New Deal also suggests that we spur massive growth in clean manufacturing in the United States by removing pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from our manufacturing and our industries as much as we can. We also want to address the agricultural sector. That means we need to start working with farmers and ranchers in the U.S. to remove pollution by supporting family farming, by investing, by the government investing in sustainable farming practices that would improve our soil health to make sure that we're getting healthier foods, but also that we're gardening and we're producing foods in ways that we're capturing carbon dioxide in the soil. Yes, that is a thing. And um, by building more sustainable food systems so that makes sure that we can get more healthy food to more people, particularly people that don't have access to healthy food right now. We also need to start overhauling the transportation system in the United States, right? We don't want to be polluting and adding greenhouse gas emissions from our transportation sector. So that's going to mean zero emission vehicle infrastructure and manufacturing. That's going to mean more electric vehicles or hydrogen powered vehicles. We are also going to need public transit that is also clean and affordable for all the people that can't afford to buy their Teslas and their electric cars. And it also means adding high speed rail. At this point in time, a lot of us use flying to travel around the country, but flying is very, very highly polluting. Up until now, I think about 3% of global carbon dioxide emissions come from airplanes. So as much as possible, we're going to have to reduce our plane time, which means that we're going to need to get some high-speed rail across the United States. The Green New Deal also suggests that we need to start prevent, uh, providing funding to help prevent and manage the long-term health effects 
of climate change. As climate change advances, we're going to start to see a lot more negative health effects, heat stress, and other uh, different problems that come from people. When, when it gets really, really cold, people are going to have to start, ref if they don't have money to have their heaters operating, then they're going to have to start turning to things like burning more fossil fuels to keep warm. We want to be sure that we're preventing that as much as possible because that also leads to additional health effects, not to mention all the pollution and all of the health effects that come from the extreme weather uh, events themselves. We want to be sure that we're helping people as much as possible to be sure that we're in, uh, that people are healthy, that people are not suffering from climate change. This is, now that I say it, it's, it sounds like such an obvious thing, but it is not something that has been taken into account up until now. Next, we want to actually remove greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. There are several ways of doing that, either through low-tech solutions by supporting the natural carbon sinks that we have, like the ocean and our soils and our forests, right? But also through developing actual technologies to pull carbon dioxide out of the air. It also talks about restoring and protecting our threatened and endangered ecosystems that we have right now, as well as cleaning up the, the existing hazardous waste and abandoned sites that exist right now in America. And the final thing that it suggests that we do is start to promote the international exchange of technology expertise, products, funding, and services in handling climate change. We want United States to be the international leader on climate action, which means that we need to be developing the technologies, the know-how, the knowledge, the actual practices that we need to fight climate change, and then we need to be exporting those to other countries. We need to be sure that other countries are also taking part in doing all the things necessary to deal with climate change. And we need to be sure that uh, as a top country in the world that we are helping them do that. That is the main thrust of the action items of the Green New Deal. Again, it's not, the Green New Deal itself is not actual laws. It's not actually forcing anybody to do anything. Like I said, it is just a set or a framework of guidelines for us to keep in mind as we move forward, as we make laws and draft new legislation going into the future. By supporting the Green New Deal or something like that, we encourage a future of America that I think will benefit us all. To me, these changes are necessary, not just from an environmental standpoint, but from a moral standpoint as well. Providing clean air, clean water, and healthy food to everybody and making sure that everybody has money to support themselves is basic. This is something that just, it's, it's a moral consideration that people should not have to live in squalor in the, in the United States, in America. And by using climate change as kind of our reason for taking on these challenges we have an opportunity to erase, maybe not erase, but at least help some of the damage that has been done. Some, we have a chance to get justice for some of those 
communities that have suffered the most from the fossil fuel industry and from our behavior, from the laws and things that have happened up until now. I think that by dodging the bullet of climate change, we actually can create jobs and get justice for all of those groups that have suffered. And so I see this as a huge, massive, positive opportunity that we should all be supporting. But I'm curious to know what what do you guys think? I'm really, really curious to hear what other people think. I personally read this and I think that, yeah, this is absolutely something that we have to do. It's, it's not a question at all. But there are people out there who are completely against the Green New Deal. From those people in particular, I would be curious to hear why. I would love to have more conversations about this. I would like to open the comment section to all the naysayers of the Green New Deal. I want to have more conversations about what you guys think about the Green New Deal. If it's not something that we should be doing, why not? Is there a better way forward? Tell me what you think. Because to me, even if we're not doing this, even if you don't think that climate change is happening, I think that these efforts to provide more jobs, uh, to eventually get to renewable energy, and to be supporting communities that have suffered is something that we just have to do. What are the solutions if we're not doing it this way? What can we be doing to support those communities and to improve our entire country? Let me know down in the comments below. Tomorrow we'll be doing the final part of this series, part four. We're going to be keeping these goals and action items in mind and be talking about how can we ensure that everybody benefits from all of these actions. That's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow, so be sure to tune in to that. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you want to come and interact with me live, then be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube. Be sure to hit the notification bell so that you know when I go live. And I'm not going to lie, recently I've been starting to think about if I really want to develop a community around this channel, then I'm going to have to start setting a set time to do this every single day. So... I think that's going to be one of my goals for this month is to just get on a set schedule so that everybody can know when I'm going to be live and so that everybody can be here to ask me questions and to talk with me. And we can start to get some real conversations going about sustainability, the Green New Deal, and making changes to your life so that you live more by your own values. So I'm really looking forward to doing that more. Find me on social media in all the places down in the description box below or on the screen. I'm trying to get my hands on a Clubhouse account right now. Uh, so if you guys know about Clubhouse, I will start trying to build a community on Clubhouse very, very soon. And I'm actually looking forward to starting a community there as well. So be sure to look for that going into the future. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 100 subscribers. Thanks very much, you guys. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out.